You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 144. Today, we're going to talk about how to find your zone of genius. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So, how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now, with over 1.2 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, everybody? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Mind Your Business Podcast. How are you doing? Oh, man, I'm feeling good. I got an amazing surf session in this morning, and there were dolphins just jumping out of the water. I mean, it was amazing. It was amazing. So awesome. So I feel refreshed. I feel good. And then I have our first inner circle mastermind retreat of the year this week. It's actually in a day. So I'm really pumped up for that. Our team is ready. Our members are ready. And you know, it's in Laguna Beach. So that's like one of my favorite things is showing my members Laguna. This town I grew up in, this town I live and work in, there's just something really special. A lot of people that come, most people tell me, like, there's just something magical about this little town. And it's so true. And I've talked about this before, but our environment is so crucial. Our environment affects our behavior, our mood, our mindset. I noticed a huge difference when I was living in New York City versus living in Laguna. New York is a very go, 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 which is great but there's no stop (laughs) and then you burn out and that can be hard on the body. You know, Laguna is a very different energy. If you've never been, hopefully you'll come to one of our live events and experience it for yourself. But there's this, it's very different. It's less action, go, go, go. And it's more just this like expansive opulence and abundance. Like you have this beach. I'm like looking at the water right now. It's, I could literally throw a rock and hit the water. So you just have this beautiful ocean. So there's this like relaxation, you know, like this tropical vacation. And then there's like $15 million homes right there. And it's just such a beautiful juxtaposition of just like the wealth, the abundance, and this like relaxing healing place that is Laguna. Anyways, I'm just rambling at this point, (laughs) but I'm really excited about that. And I hope you will come and join us for one of our live events the next time we have one, I, of course, will update you here on the podcast. Now, today I want to talk about something that's been on my mind for some time. This is a conversation about our strengths and our weaknesses and finding your zone of genius. And just as important is finding what's not your zone of genius, how to deal with these things, what to do with these things, etc. And the first thing I want to say here is that there might be this misconception that you're having that successful entrepreneurs are successful because they're great at everything. Now, I think that's a misconception because it was for me. And so I thought I had to be great at everything. I had to do everything awesome. And that you find as you evolve in your journey and continue going and meeting others that are successful is just not the case. That the successful entrepreneurs have this one or two areas that are in their zone of genius, these things that they can do extraordinarily well, and they spend the majority of their time there, and then they let go, outsource, 
or delete everything else. Wow, that just makes things so much more simple. And this is so important because this may be, may be one of the reasons why if you're feeling like you're swimming in granola, I always like that phrase, like swimming in granola, paddling upstream, walking in quicksand. I mean, I got these analogies all day long here, folks. If, if that's your experience, then perhaps that might be what's going on. Well, what's going on? That you're spending this gift of your life, your time, your energy, and your genius in the areas that are not your strengths, things that you may never be great at. And if you struggle and work hard enough, maybe you'll be adequate and mediocre at best or really good. But you'll be taking away from the things that you could be extraordinary at. Why not just put our time and our energy there? Because that's what successful entrepreneurs are doing. They know their strengths, they focus on their strengths, and they master them. And that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. Now, I promise you this. If that voice in your head is saying, yeah, yeah, James, but I don't have a strength, blah, 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 right? Thoughts are not real. We all have strengths. I believe that. That's part of what's running in the background for me as truth is that we all come here with a gift. Sounds a little cheesy. Sounds like a little Hallmark card, Instagram quote, but I believe that. We all have, what's my gift? And maybe you don't know right now. And just because you don't know doesn't mean you, you don't have one. Silly. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. So I guess I don't have any. I don't believe that. God screwed up with me. He didn't make a mistake. He doesn't make mistakes, right? We all have strengths. Maybe we don't know what it is right now. And I will share with you three strategies for finding your strengths. Okay. But let's identify like what it is, right? What is a strength or, you know, what's called a zone of genius or your superpower? I think these are the things that already, like when you first do it, you kind of feel like you got a knack for it. It comes easy to you. You're a natural at it. And a lot of people will say things like, well, what did you do? And I love this. What did you do as a kid? What did you do as a kid that came easy to you that you did in your spare time because you were bored and you were having fun? Well, listen, if I'm being honest with you, I'm always honest with you, but, you know, let's just dig into little James you know what James was doing as a kid? This is so true. From a very early age, I set up a desk outside my bedroom door in the hallway where the other bedrooms were, and I had an office. It wasn't an office. It was like a, it was like a bank teller's desk. It was like a shop. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was running a business, and the business was my bedroom. I don't know. I, I didn't know what I was selling at the time, but I remember sitting behind that desk like, hi, how may I help you? You know, so as my parents walked by, and they're like, What? That was what I was doing as a kid. Then I was doing lemonade stands. I was watering gardens and getting paid. Oh, and then while I was watering gardens and getting paid, I was plucking the fruit and then selling the fruit to all the other neighbors in the neighborhood. I was doing very entrepreneurial stuff from a very young age. And chances are, if you're an entrepreneur, a lot of you were as well. Like That means that we have some gifts and zone of genius in the entrepreneurial realms of coming up with innovation, new ideas, strategy. And you might say, well, James, I've, that's not me. I've you know, mastered this one craft my whole life or I've been in the corporate world my whole life. So does that mean I'm not fit to be an entrepreneur? No, it doesn't. I think the playing field has been leveled like never before. 
even I just look over past 10 years and it's really about saying, how can I take this thing that I'm best in the world at and make a business out of that? And I have so many examples of people like on YouTube that have taken their craft and made videos. So, you know, I told you in the last episode that my wife and I just bought our dream home. We were very excited about that. And so I start geeking out about like home improvement tutorials, DIY stuff, because I want to, I love building stuff. It's definitely not my zone of genius, but I found YouTube channels of people where it is. They've built an entire business. And one woman who's been around for a long time, I've seen her stuff for years, Anna White. And she just designs plans for DIY projects like outdoor furniture or like a cabinet or shelves or whatever. And she's so good at conceptualizing and designing something and then teaching people how to do it. And she's built an entire business around it. You know, it has like corporate sponsors and sells, you know, PDFs and a membership and all these types of things. And that's her zone of genius, I would imagine. It's something around that, right? And I struggled with this, okay? So when I've heard these things, it's like, you got to focus on your strengths. It's Again, so the misconception is that people say, oh, here's where I suck at, so let me try and get better at that. No, it's let go of those things. We'll talk about what to do with those in a moment. But focus on the strengths and master them. I had a hard time with that because I didn't know what I was good at. And we will talk about that. Okay, but I, I want to also break this down. Well, I have another thing. Okay, so I want to go all over today. I got a lot to share. So we've all got strengths. We want to look at the things that come easy to us. And of course, the things that we enjoy and the things that we could do all day. But these are great. You know, I look, you know, I could work with wood and build stuff or, you know, work with cars and stuff. That comes rather easy to me. I do enjoy it and I could do it all day. I've done it all day. I've worked on restoring old cars and building stuff. But here's the other thing I'm going to I am going to say that I want to keep in mind is that I'm speaking to business owners and business owners are in the business of, you know, making money, profit, revenue. And so I want to make sure that that is tied into it. And I think that's very important. Like that's this big distinction. I gave the example of Anna White. Well, she built a business around it. Doesn't mean this person is like this master business person, but she found a way to profit from it. And that is something that we have to develop, at least become good at as well. So these things like, you know, and people do say, follow your passion, which is like, you know, there's a lot of controversy with that. Follow your passion. Do what you're passionate about. Well, I have a few thoughts on that. First of all, I think no matter what you do with your life, It is your life. It's your life force. It's your attention. It's your focus and it's your energy. And wherever you decide to put that, it should be infused with passion. You should be doing whatever you do passionately. So it's not follow your passion. It's it's lead with passion. Lead with it. And if you have a desire to grow a business, to make more money, then that has to be included with it. Like that has to be played out into it. It's like, you know, it's just just like, hear me out for a second. So when someone says like, I want to start a business, but I don't know what I should do. Well, just follow your passion. Well, (laughs) that can lead them down to like, okay, well, you know, I like fixing cars. Well, if that's your passion, like you should just, you might just become an auto mechanic and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you have these desires of like, no, I want to build like this huge empire and blah, blah, blah. Like, then you shouldn't just follow your passion of fixing cars, right? So is the thing we're going to spend our time on match the outcome? 
the results that we're looking for. And I think that's important as well. So is this thing going to get me to the results I want? Because there are a lot of things that I'm good at as well, and we'll talk about these in the context of building a business, that I know I shouldn't be (laughs) doing at all. And one example is like anything artistic. So I was like in eighth grade, this is a big deal for me. I was voted most artistic in the entire grade. How about that, huh? So I can do things like graphic design and Photoshop and Illustrator and blah, blah, blah. That is the biggest waste of my time. So if I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do it as a hobby because I enjoy it. I'm not gonna do it on my business hours. And if I do, that means it's taking me away. Opportunity cost. What is this costing me right now by putting my time and energy and my passion here, even though if I'm, in, I'm enjoying it and it comes easy to me, blah, blah, blah. What is it taking away from? Couldn't I get someone else to do it? And we'll talk about that. Another thing is editing. I love editing. And I'm pretty good at it. People are way better. But if I'm running a business, you know, editing takes a lot of time. So it's taking me away from the things I, you know, could be extraordinary at. And the things that are going to make me money. So I think there are three areas, <laughs> three categories. Things that we suck at, things that we're good at, and things that we are or could be the potential for extraordinary at. So things that we suck at, things that we're good at, and things that we're extraordinary at. And what we want to do is start to, you know, just categorize those. You know, really identify all the activities that we're doing and where they fall. Because let's just address the first one, things we suck at. These are the skills, these are the things we would say are our weaknesses. So what do we do with these things? Well, this is what I call, you got to dad it. Delegate, automate, or delete. In other words, this your time cannot go here. And I'm going to give you some examples of things, and I'm just being transparent with you, that I know that I suck at. Self-promotion. I've gotten better. And it's hard because it's like, how do you you know, run a personal brand when you suck at self-promotion? Well, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm not very good at it. And along that same vein is branding and positioning. You know, there's a whole world of branding and how to brand and how to position yourself in the marketplace. I suck at that. (laughs) I really do. I'm a teacher first and then I'll be in my zone of genius. I'll talk about that later. So I just want to teach and share whatever comes up for me and not have this like, well, here's this, you know, specific brand image and, you know, it's, that's in alignment with my brand and blah, blah, blah. But I'm okay with that. I'm okay with not being great. So I actually just heads up, you know, delete, automate or delegate. So in the past, very early days, I just, I deleted it. I just, I didn't focus on it. In the early days, it was branding was, was really an afterthought. And it can actually be an afterthought when you're just getting started. When you're getting bigger, it really helps. And today I actually just hired someone. So I paid them a lot of money to work on our brand image and our brand positioning in the marketplace. And I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited today that I can delegate or hire someone that I know is going to be way better than me at something because I suck at it. But I'm not going to let that stop me from doing what I do best, growing my business and staying in my zone of genius, right? So we need to start to identify, and I'll show you in a moment how we identify those things, but I'm giving some examples now. Okay, so those are some examples of things I'm awful at. Let's talk about what I'm good at and just to give you guys examples. What I would say I'm good at, but notice this is like good, but not great. And this is just me being open and transparent, is sales and marketing, 
speaking and tech stuff. And let's talk about tech first. First of all, this is the whole story that I can't build an online business because I'm not techie. Like you have the biggest opportunity in the world because you can outsource that from the get-go and not let it bog you down. The people that I worry about are the ones that are really techie because then that's where they stay. And they rarely make money because they're just working with tech all day. Like they're programming and coding and blah, blah, blah. And as an entrepreneur, that's going to, you know, that could affect you. So I found myself being good at it. You know, I was good at tech. So like I could figure some stuff out, but it actually like really slowed me down because for the longest time I didn't outsource it. I didn't delegate it. And that slowed me down. Let's talk about speaking. So there are some people out there that just, now again, I've had no personal speaking training, but there are some people that have not as well. And they come out there and they're just, they were born to do this. Like they can just move a crowd no matter what comes out of their mouth. And that really impresses me. And for a while, I used to beat myself up because I'm like, I want that and blah, blah, blah. And I've really come to grips that this is something I'm going to be good at, but it's not my zone of genius. And I'm okay with that. It's something where it's like, oh, I can get up there and I can teach a concept. I can get a concept from my head into yours. I can get you to understand and grasp and get value and take away, et cetera, and, and not bore you to death. You know, like I'm reading out of a dictionary or something. You know, that means good, but I'm also okay that I'm probably never going to have some Ted talk that people are going to say like, this is the most moving thing I've ever heard in my life, blah, blah, blah. You know, this 10 minutes changed my life and I'm okay with that. So I'm not going to spend all my time, at least right now, doesn't feel right to me on how to be the best speaker in the world because that's not my strength. And also... Sales and marketing. So I, oh, by the way, going back to speaking. So I don't speak. The only times I'll speak is if a good friend, someone who I have a good relationship with, asks me to speak to their audience. That's the only time. Or my own stuff, my own events, okay? Let's talk about the next thing. I'm not gonna, sales and marketing. This is not my zone of genius. Selling and marketing. Let's talk about this. Because this is what businesses need to be successful. So, I've gotten good. I've gotten really good, definitely over the years. But I know the difference for someone who is extraordinary. I know someone who is, I know people that are extremely just like, this is, they were put on this planet. I mean, like, it is just this natural gift to them. And it might not be for you. However, what we do want to look at is what are the required skills and strengths that a business needs. So there's what the business does need, no matter if you're good or not. And this is important that we have this distinction. And one of them is marketing. Marketing includes copywriting and selling and, and having you know, a selling process in place that's effective, that works. Communication is another skill that's required for business. And so you have to be at least good, proficient at these things. And if you're good enough, you can create momentum. And as you create this momentum, then you can hire the best. And I first discovered that I was not great at copywriting. This is part of what I mean is that I'm not great at copywriting. When after eight years in business, I hired my first copywriter. And in two weeks, I got a sales letter back and it was 10 times better than anything I'd ever written in my life. And I don't think this person has been practicing or writing copy as long as I have. Now, they may have had more hours of practice and training, you know, density. But when I really got truthful with myself, I said, I don't want that. I don't want to spend months practicing writing 
you know, 50 sales letters and bullet points and headlines. I don't, I don't, that's not enjoyable to me. So there we go. So copywriting and even marketing and selling is not my zone of genius. It may be yours. It may not. doesn't mean we ignore it because you cannot grow without it. It's got to be good enough. You got to spend some time there, but it may not be your zone of genius. And I'm here to tell you that that's okay. As quickly as you can, you're going to have to hire the right people. You know, the right copywriter can change your sales page around and double sales. So it is important. It's absolutely important. So what are you awful at? What are you good at? And then lastly, what are you great at? Where's that zone of genius? I'll give you some advice on how to do this in a moment. How to uncover these yourself. Three things that we can do. But let me share what I am just so you have more examples. Where I feel my zone of genius is. Strategy. Business strategy. I can always easily come up with the most intricate of big picture down to the tiniest details of a plan for anything. You tell me what you want, where you are and where you want to go. I can map out a plan for that for anybody. I had someone this morning at the gym who knows what I do and they're in real estate and and they're just getting started in real estate. And they're asking me like what they think the best plan is. And I I just rattled something off the top of my head. Like, oh yeah, you could just, you could do this. You start with here and you do this and you add that. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, wow. I never thought of it that way. Is that something I'm really good at? I can just see a big picture plan, create clarity and give someone the steps to get there. What else is in my zone of genius is, is anything around systems, efficiency, even just like performance and, and execution in a business. That's why from the inside, our business is a well-oiled machine. It can always be better, but it's better than most. And that's one of my zone of genius. And the last one is teaching and coaching. I look and when I wasn't playing business as a kid, I was teaching. Any chance I could get, I wanted to share whatever I had learned. I've been doing this since I was a little kid. Other students hated it. I was always the younger kid with the older, you know, older kids in the class. And whenever I learned something, I wanted to just go, here's, oh, here, let me, let me show you how to do it. <laughs> the kids just did not like that. I was kind of just thought I was a know-it-all, but I wasn't. I just, I, I learned something. I was excited to learn it and I wanted to teach it. So I got really good at teaching really fast. And I remember I was also knew I was really good at teaching because I started teaching my dad how to use social media technology and the internet and he's a bit of an older generation a bit slower at that stuff he just is very tech resistant and he didn't grow up with it but he's just been resistant to it and you know i made it a challenge i made it a game i said if i can teach this guy i can teach anybody and i did so i figured out the most effective ways to communicate to teach and to coach so this is where i spend my time Okay. And that's what I want you to get was when you identify what you're great at, what's within your zone of genius, what are your superpowers? What are the gifts that you were given? That's where we spend our time and we find a way to make money from those gifts. If you're in business, if you want to go in business, if you don't, if you're just like, I just want to work on cars. I don't want to build a business. Then go apply for an auto mechanic job, right? But I'm looking for the best way to master business strategy, systems and execution, teaching and coaching. So I'm constantly reading books and seminars and mentors and everything to get better at those three areas so that my value increases and I can put more of my gifts into the marketplace. And I really do my best to offload the rest. So any chance we get, and I was like, what, were you just like ignore sales and marketing? No, absolutely not. But any chance I get, I have a copywriter. We have a 
an ads person or someone in-house that knows our processes or knows our plans and we rinse and repeat. In fact, that's another thing is that a lot of times we just do the same thing. We have a sales process, we have a marketing process and we just rinse and repeat it versus like, why do we always have to reinvent the wheel? Why would I have to come up with something new? That's not our zone of genius. Where the zone of genius is, is it have one plan and hone it and perfect it and make it more efficient and run it again and again and again. So that's how I'm looking at myself in the context of strengths and weaknesses and what I can do with those. So how can you find out where your strengths are and your weaknesses? Because this might be very frustrating to you. It was for me like, well, I don't know what my strengths are. I don't know. So here's the first step to identifying your strengths. And again, this is important. I hope you see that this is important because that's what successful entrepreneurs do. They know their strengths. They know what they suck at and they spend their time on the strengths and they say, forget the weaknesses. We'll find someone to do that. We'll figure out some other way to get that addressed so I can spend my time here. Number one way to do this is just the equation of action and time. Just, you're gonna have to accept it. Through consistent action, and time, you create experience. And experience will tell you. I know you probably wanted a shortcut, easy way. I do have an easier way, by the way, I'll tell you in just a moment. But this is the surefire way. In 10 years, the amount of experience of in the trenches, getting my hands dirty, trying everything, I'm very clear, just like going to a buffet. Eventually, you're going to try everything on the menu and you're going to know what you like and you're going to know what you hate. It's the same thing. And instead of doing something and not liking it or not being good at it, what most people then do is make it mean something about themselves. Well, I'm not cut out for this or I'll never be good or that means I suck or blah, 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 blah. We just say, well, that's not my zone of genius. And I'm okay with that. Still looking for what that is. Let's try something else. Now, again, it might still need to be done. It just doesn't need to be done by you. So many people think that you have to run the whole business by yourself. So many people try to, and then they wonder why it's not working. (laughs) It's simple. (laughs) The simple solution, but not always easy. I get that. So action and time, it creates experience. It will tell you. It will help you to create the distinctions of what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses. The second thing, well, you've heard me talk about Myers-Briggs in the past. Episode 20, classic episode, one of the most downloaded episodes. If you haven't taken your Myers-Briggs test, I will link it up in the show notes for you. I promise you that this will help. We use Myers-Briggs in our hiring. It changed everything for me. And this episode will tell you what your Myers-Briggs is. Okay? So, you know, I'll give you an example of it in a moment. But don't take the tests. I tell people this all the time. Please don't take the test. Just listen to the episode because it's the episode is an ability to self-assess you. It's a self-assessment so you don't you can ignore the test. The tests are flawed. You can take two different tests and you get two different answers. You can take the same test twice, months apart, and you get different answers. Look, if I asked you if you're right-handed or left-handed, you tell me you're right-handed. And if I ask you six months from now, is the answer going to change? No. That's Myers-Briggs. It's the same and it never changes. No, I used to be this and I'm not. No, you're the same. It changes, but your letters never change because there's degrees and variances. And we're not going to get into it in this episode. But once you know what your type is, you can look it up and it will tell you your tendencies. It'll tell you where your strengths lie. And that's just going to give you a shortcut. It's not a surefire thing. It's not like a, you know, specific boom, boom, boom. Like my type is a scientist type. They say, oh, great for scientific type careers. Oh, does that mean I need to be a rocket scientist? No, 
but it means I approach business like a science experiment. I test and I observe and I make hypotheses. Hypotheses. Hypothesize. <laughs> right? It doesn't mean I need to go, I'm in the wrong career necessarily. It means that's how I look at life. That's how I approach things. And within that inherent structure, I can find out my strengths, the way that I can act and move and be that's easy for me. Zone of genius. Okay, so that'll really help if you're just like totally stuck on this. And finally, I just think there's ultimately there's a litmus test. When you're doing something, I think we want to ask three questions when you're looking at your skill. Just just like pick one skill. Like you say copywriting. Do I have the ability to become the best in the world at this? I may not be the best right now and I may be nowhere close, but is it in the stars? Get out of your head for this question and just ask yourself and see how that feels. Do I feel like I could become really, really good at this? If I'm being honest with myself. If that's a yes, move on to the next question. If I do master this, will this make me money? Let's ask a better question. Will this make me the money that I want? James, it's not all about money. No, it's not. But a lot of the problems I hear from most of my audience are money problems. (laughs) And the episodes we have on money are most downloaded. So if you're in business, a lot of people think that having more money will solve a lot of their business problems. It doesn't. Sometimes it does. It doesn't, but it can. But most people don't say no to more money. So if you master this, will it make you more money? And if you've mastered this and it's making you more money, Will you still love doing this five years from now? If you answer yes to all three of these questions, do I have the ability to become the best in the world at this or to be like in the top 1% or top 5%, you know, top 5% is good. You don't have to be the best in the world. There's a lot of people in the world. Will this make me more money? And will I still love doing this five years from now? Maybe 10 years from now. If you answered yes to all three Chances are, perhaps, maybe, we've found something that is in your zone of genius. But if you're still stumped, it goes back to the first tip, which is only time will tell. And not time sitting on the sidelines, waiting for a neon sign, but doing. Doing creates experience, and experience gives us wisdom. That's why there are no failures, because you're going to learn. Just like... I mean, I just love the buffet analogy. If you go to the buffet and you're like, ooh, I've never had this before, and you scoop it up, you put it on your plate, and you you know, put it on the fork and shove it in your mouth, and it's disgusting, did you fail? Are you a failure because you just tried something you don't like and you spit it out? No, you just say, oh, that didn't work. <laughs> you tried something else. And again, there's my experimenter lens at which I look at business and life. And say, oh, that didn't work. Let's try something else. And I like that because it's, you're, you're a little bit more removed. It's like, oh, that didn't work or no, I didn't enjoy, rather enjoy that. Let's try something else. Couldn't it be as simple as that? I think it could. But the overarching premise here is that if you want to grow your business and love your business that you end up growing, we need to be spending more time in our strengths and improving those strengths Because when we improve those strengths, not only does it become easier for us, but we actually provide more value into the marketplace. We provide more value, we have the opportunity to make more money. 
Because people want to hire the best in the world. They want to work with the people that are the best. They want to work with the people that produce the results. You can't be the best in the world at everything. I thought I could. (laughs) You can't. And people can't even fathom that you would be the best in the world at everything. It's just not in people's like comprehension ability. Like they just can't fathom that you could be the best at everything. They go to the person that's the best in the world at that one thing. Right? You go to the best tailor. Go to the best shoe cobbler. I don't know why we're doing clothing references here. The best copywriter. The best branding expert. Right? Specialized. So you focus on your strengths and we need to delegate or delete your weaknesses. By delete, I mean maybe no one needs to do it. I didn't do branding for a very long time. It was just natural me. It was me coming out. There was no intention behind the branding. I wouldn't recommend that. I'm not saying do that. But, you know, look, there's some great branding people out there. They've built a business because they have a great brand. All right? So I hope this helps. I hope this will encourage you to be more proactive and investigate and look at what are your strengths. Like super strengths, right? Not just what I'm good at. So there's the three categories. Things I suck at, which means I should never be doing. Things we're good at, which means you probably got to do these things. But where we really want to hone is our skills are the things that you either are or you have the potential for being extraordinary at. And all of us have those things. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is, this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate, and we can get started right now.